0: Welcome to the Fitness and Lifestyle Podcast. I'm your host, Dan Kennedy, and I'm here to help you become the very best version of yourself. What's up, guys? Welcome back to this week's episode of the Fitness and Lifestyle Podcast. Um, Today, I'm here with a past guest of the show, Michael Zarafa. Michael, welcome to the show, man. Thanks, brother. Thanks for having me. Pleasure to have you back on, bro. Um, I mean, last time we spoke was pre- Pre-horn fight. Now we've got the lead up to the uh, the Anthony Mundine fight. So today, um, just wanted to have a have a chat about it, man. Chat about the uh, chat about the the lead up to the fight, the camp, your thoughts going into it, um, what the reception's been like from the public. Um, you know, we had a quick chat before we hit record, and um, you're obviously feeling pretty fucking good and and um, and everything at the moment. And you know, it's been fucking. It's literally been since then since I saw you last, I reckon. So it'd be good, good chance to catch up, man. So, firstly, um, when did the when did the idea, or, or even I guess the possibility of fighting mundane come about?
1: Uh, well, this fight was meant to happen 12 months ago because of the, obviously the pandemic, it got pushed back. Um, it was a fight we always wanted. It was, you know, growing up, I reached out to him on MySpace. Believe it or not, and on MySpace, yeah, I said to him, I said, and he still remembers. He still
0: got the message, and he said, MSN um, Messenger, yeah, back then. <laughs> that, that's
1: how long ago it would have been about 13 years ago, and. Um, I said to him, I said, one day I'm going to fire you, one day I'm going to retire you. And he replied back with, if you're looking to get beat, I'm the man to meet. And uh, 15 years later, you know, we've always had that rivalry. It's a a legendary fight for me and a meaningful fight for me. And, you know, I said to him, it's going to be his last fight. So I'm in the full swing of training and we're, what, five weeks out now. And um, I'm hanging to get back in there. It's been 12 months since I've been in the ring, obviously, since Jeff Horn. Yeah. And uh, I'm excited. I'm looking forward to it. (laughs)
0: <laughs> we'll, we'll get back on track with the Mundine fight in a second But you mentioned obviously 12 months since the last fight With COVID, how much did that restrict your training? Like were you still able to do any sparring and stuff at all Like actually get in the ring and, and, and move around a bit Or was it all just kind of your own type of work on the bag by yourself? And Yeah
1: well at the start it was pretty Nothing, it didn't really affect me much um, you know, Obviously because we are in the gym training for the Mundine fight But as it picked up and COVID, you know, got worse I literally had to just lock myself away and train because I still had the fight pending. So there was a potential fight still happening with no trainers. So it was pretty tough, but, I mean, I just surrounded myself around good people and just stayed focused and kept my mind on the job. And unfortunately, it didn't end up happening last year. So, I mean, we're... That was the wish, which... Was that, that was for the Mundine fight. Mundine, okay, yeah. yeah so yeah. that was meant to happen in April last year. Right, And then we oh, okay. had... Um, you know, some religion issues or whatever and it pushed it to June and then the virus kicked in and then just kept getting delayed. So yeah. The date was still in motion but obviously they were just touch and go with depending on how the virus was was um was was going with it all. So now this year we we fight my and we look for bigger and better things.
0: Is there a um is there a possibility of the the Horn trilogy?
1: Well, last night or the night before—actually, no, it was last night. Uh, Australian Boxing Central, which is one of the main platforms for bo- Australian boxing, uh, whacked up on Facebook. A trilogy fight with me and Jeff Horn. Um, I look—I believe it's—it will happen eventually, and uh, we've got unfinished business as a fight that I want. Yeah. And um, yeah, they're trying to stir the pot. But, you know, Jeff Horn. I've interviewed Jeff Horn, and I've asked him the same question, and he said, you know, Zaraf is a beast, and doesn't really want to go down that path again. But money talks, unfortunately, in this sport. So. Look, I'm hoping it does because mm. we're one all and you know there needs to be a decider fight.
0: Yeah, look, I mean, when it comes to you know, sport, business and most things in life, like I'm a massive believer in you know, you either win or you learn. So post-fight against Horn, obviously it's disappointing, but how, like, we overtake a lot away from that, um, a lot of positives and, and things that, to go away from that and kind of feed that hunger moving forward because, I mean, from the outside in, you know, a lot of people might look at it and go, it's, you'd be disappointed with it, but what we overtake away from that
1: Look, you know, you definitely don't fight, you know, the homeboy with all their judges and and referees, because you know anyone that watched that fight knew I won. You know that fight should have been called off, and uh, it wasn't. But you know I cop it on the chin. But for me, like I said, I was just back in the gym. You know I took a few days off and I was back in the gym, and uh, I don't know. I'm pretty, I'm pretty humbled when I when I lose. You know I haven't been on that end too many times, which I'm grateful for. But I mean I just I just cop it on the chin and I move forward and and look for the bigger the bigger picture, and that's a world champion and um you know i just got to jump the obstacles that are in my way and that was one of them yeah and um, i've overcome that i've overcome covid you know yeah and um i just want to get back in there Look, it's been 12 months and um, i'm excited to dance under the lights again and main event against you know none other than one of the best that's ever laced up anthony the man mundane so i'm uh, i'm excited
0: leading into this fight so how how far out does camp start and then how does that kind of progress as we go through i remember last time we had a quick chat about it and like, like fortunately um I've, I was a, I've been able to go through like the experience myself obviously on a fucking much different level but to get an understanding of how brutal it is mentally and physically and something that i found was just the physically yes obviously it's it's brutal but mentally for me i found it was just a fucking it was one of the hardest things i've ever done mentally leading into it so what does that look like for those that are at home that have just no idea what preparation, because most people, you know, hear about you fighting Mundine, no one will think about it again until the night, and everyone yeah. will get the pay-per-view and watch it, and then that's all they see, but like, what goes into this fight?
1: Well, the last, twi- normally a training camp goes for 10 to 12 weeks, uh, I like roughly around 12 weeks, and I'm training two to three times a day, um, six days a week, Yeah. And on the seventh day I do all my recovery, ice baths, and massages and all that kind of stuff but um because of the virus i've been in camp for the last 13 months so for the last 13 months i've been training twice three times a day so it has been pretty hard and like you said it's 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 mental it's a big mental game and Mm. um the body can push um, but sometimes the mind just gives up and i've had a few of those days and like i said you just got to remind yourself what the end goal is and that's a world champion and you know, bad day only lasts 24 hours, and I just tell myself that you know. I wake yep. up, and some days I can't be bothered. People say, How do you get motivated? and some days I can't. You know, I'm human, um, and I just want to sleep in and hit the you know, snooze on the alarm clock and just go back to bed and, and have no worries in the world. But you know, I you know, just get up whilst I'm complaining and not wanting to do something, I'm driving to the gym, I force myself to get there, and once I get there, yeah, you know, I mean, all the hard work's really done, you just got to rock up. And, um, like I said, it's we're five weeks out, and it's really amping up now, and then the last week we just pull back and just surround ourselves around the team and just go over the game plan and just relax the body, relax the mind and, you know, go into the, the fight with a clear vision.
0: Yeah, and you mentioned you like to stick with um, 12 weeks, it gives you a little bit longer. Obviously with a deadline, it's a bit different, you know, we talk about, say for example, health and fitness goals, someone wanting to lose body fat or build muscle or whatever, if shit happens in the lead up then shit happens you can push back the date when you want to finish by but obviously with the fight there's fucking you can't you can't exactly call up Anthony and go hey bros um, yeah. had a bit of a rough week can we just push this back a week so what does that look like when you do get a bit of a niggle or if you do feel like you're overworking you need to take that training deload which is super important and, and listen to your body like How do you guys approach that? Do you try and work through it, or do you listen to the body and pull back a bit, or how does that look? Look, you know, I've always got that.
1: I've always had that mentality. You know, hard work beats talent. So even when I'm sore, tired, you know, injured, whatever it is, I always push. But you know, like I said, I surround myself around my team, who are pretty switched on. Um, And like I said, they they do everything for me. And if they see that I'm not performing or my performance is dropping a little bit, they'll advise to take me have a day off. um, You know, add an extra recovery session in there, or you know, if it needs any medical advice or something to go get it sussed out. But um, I don't know. I just kind of grind through it, and I don't believe in days off. I believe in lighter days, but um, I don't believe in days off. I just like always to, something that can be done. Yeah, you know, what I mean, like it's, instead of running ten k's in, in, you know, on a clock, you know, just you can still do your ten k's, but just you know, zone out, you know, tread water, and just get in the bank. And then when it comes time to fight night, you can spend it. But um, I just like going through the motions on those days. You know, what I mean, just and you feel better. You don't have to push the body and kill it. Yeah, you, know, you just go through the motions and just get it done. And like I said, when it's in the bank, uh, fight night, you can spend it.
0: With sparring leading into the fight, like how how early do you are you sparring from from week one of camp, and then does it increase decrease as you get closer to the fight? Obviously, excluding the week of the fight where you're pulling things back, like how often you're sparring, how many rounds you're doing? Are you trying to um, are you trying to spar against guys that are gonna be similar to what mundane's is going to be like? I'm assuming you're not just going to be sparring, you know, amateurs that have never fought before. But how does that all look?
1: Uh, well in Melbourne it's very very hard for sparring um, just the quality isn't that great um, but look yeah, you, I, I try to start around 8 weeks out of camp um, and I try to add just one spar in a week and then as I get to about 6 to 5 weeks out I start um, amping it up 2-3 times a week and we try to get guys that imitate the guy you're fighting um, so we're, we're trying to find people that have similar styles to Mundane. you know on that back foot loves the counter fight but um, again it's very very difficult And, um, you know, bigger fights, I'll probably go over to see I've got a good relationship with guys over Mm -hmm. in LA. Um, You know, Freddie Roach, Manny Pacquiao's trainer, at Mm -hmm. Wildcard, So I'll head over there and I'll do a huge training uh, camp there. But for this fight, look, you know, I believe in my ability, I believe in my team. And I feel like, you know, we've done enough work um, leading into this fight. But um, we're just going through the motions and just building on our strength. We've implemented strength training, which we never did. So I'm looking forward to getting out there and and putting that all on on show.
0: When you look at sports like... AFL um, you know we are talking about Penrose before how good of an athlete he is but we are talking about AFL, basketball things like that watch a lot of like teams watch a lot of game tape on their opposition and do a lot of scouting and stuff like how much of that goes into the lead up to the fight against Mundine are you guys watching a lot of his fights to see how he fights like what he doesn't like or how he responds under certain situations and and then is that how you then put together your plan to coming into the fight or are you going in fighting your own game and yeah. And on the attack type of L- thing. Look, you know, I, I always...
1: I've never been a big believer in watching my opponent. In boxing, you know, it's it's a first fight every fight. You know what I mean? Like you're fighting someone different. If I watch Mundine fight, you know, Danny Green, um, you know, he's going to fight him differently than how he's going to fight me. So mm. I leave it to my team. They do all the homework. Um, and then in the gym, they come up with the drills and, and things we need to work on. But um, for me, like I said, I just... I figured out, you know, I'm a, I'm a 12-round fighter. I take my time and um, I set my game plans... You know pretty early in the fight and then I, I, I pick up the pace during the rounds and towards the end I bring it home but I mean I've never really watched any opponents like I said every fight is different.
0: You mentioned then 12 round fight in sparring are you going 12 rounds and beyond are you doing you know what what's that look like are you, are you pretty when you are sparring are you going through the full 12 so then on the night you know if you need to you can go through that? Yeah 100% you know we yeah. try to
1: imitate the fight same game plans you know yeah. same structures but um, you know, I'll, I'll throw fresh guys in um, you know four rounds each guy they'll jump in and, and, and throw someone else in but I'll stay in there the whole 12 rounds so I've always got fresh oppositions you know coming in at me and um, trying to test me but uh, we're fit like I said man we're training two, three times a day Yeah. Um, and, and like I said it's a big mental thing the body will push you know what I mean and it's better to be underdone than overdone and that's why I'm listening to my body you know what I mean so I'm just going through the motions and, and, and just trying to enjoy it and that's the main thing about the sport is you've got to love it you know what I mean love what you do and and then you're not really working, you know. You're out there just
0: having fun. Did you find it's important with sparring? Like, obviously, I mean, this is what this is something that I was kind of curious about after I did the the lead up to my own fight. Is like, do you find it more beneficial to be in the ring sparring against guys who are touching you up, and you're having to deal with that adversity, or or to be in the ring where you're leaving there going, "Fuck, I am the man. Like, no one's going to touch me." <laughs> and then you know maybe on the night you get clipped or whatever and then all of a sudden you've got to deal with that adversity that you may not have dealt with for the past six weeks because you've been touching yes, everyone yeah. up like what how does that look
1: uh, for me like i said I, I truly believe you know you train hard you fight easy so for me every every fight is different some fighters don't really like hard sparring and there, there's world champions that i know don't really spar that many ready rounds in a, in a training camp but for me i love the hard rounds because um, mm. i know that if i'm getting through them and you know, I was testing myself around the world, fight, sparring. You know, Miguel Cotto and guys that have been there and done that. Um, when it comes fight time, you know, I mean, it's you, you know you've done all the hard work. You know that yeah. you can survive with the best. So yeah. the guy you're fighting isn't at that level. So if you're dominating against the guys that are better or more advanced, then your opposition on the fight night shouldn't really you know hold you back. So I always test myself. I want to always do that extra round, that extra mile. But um, I mean, I, I've been told a few times like, I overwork. But um, that's probably why I'm so successful, I guess, in the in the sport.
0: Post sparring session, so um, you no, know, I talk a bit about recovery on the podcast in a different way. Obviously, like most people aren't going to the gym and sparring twelve rounds. But um, what is that? How do you approach your recovery? Is it ice baths? Is it um, using certain supplements? Are you you know? Is it massage? Magnesium? Like, what do you what do you do for recovery post? A hard week of training or even a hard day of training
1: well i never really besides this camp i never really didn't recovery to be honest it was just kind of eat well and sleep well but now i've implemented um you know ice baths the recovery boots uh, mobility stretching massage i'm doing the works and um you know i'm doing it in, in between sessions after sessions and i'm feeling a really big difference in the body and um you know my mind's still at 18 but my body's nearly 30 so yeah um yeah you feel a big difference and um i, I highly recommend it to everybody you know, it's not pleasant getting into a, a nice bath, but you'll feel the, the reward afterwards. And like I said, I've been doing that down at Elite and Kilo. Mm-hmm. I've got Joey Kokonas who does my massage and um, all, the, all the boys down there are looking after me. So uh, I highly recommend
0: it. Unreal. Now I don't know if this is a question that you've been asked coming into the fight or, or even something you want to think about, but I think you know I've been talking to a few people about the fight and I guess from the outside in, it, it almost looks like coming into this, you're expected to win and if you do win then people are going to go yeah you should, like that's how it should have finished but then if you know I'm not, uh, not not manifesting anything here but if you did you did happen to lose then uh, like that has a, a relatively negative projection on you know, the next few fights so like why take the fight? what was your thought process and what does the fight actually mean to you?
1: Uh, look yeah you know, there's a belt on the line there's a WBA which I'm sitting at number seven in the world at the moment and beating Mundine will you know elevate me to number four or five um look you know we we didn't really want the mundane fight you know we we wanted the tim zoo fight um and then that fell through and then we wanted the jeff horn trilogy that fell through and everyone else i've beaten in australia so the only one that was really man enough to step up was you know anthony mundane again it's a legacy fighter fight that i've always wanted it's a name a a three-time world champion he's done things that you know everyone would want to do um you know for me, like I said, I just want to get in there and make a statement, you know, people think I can get on the phone and call the world champion tomorrow and say, hey, we're coming over. It doesn't work like that. You know, there's a, a building process. Yeah. And because of the virus, I haven't been in the ring for, well, come March, it'll be 14 months. So I needed a fight to bounce back on and um, you know, Mundine was the man that we we, we chose and, and I didn't even choose that. You know, it was my team. I just fight whoever's in front of me. Yeah. I got the same job just to get the W, but it's a risky fight. You know, Mundine comes out and beats me, uh, it's all over, you know what I mean? And, I, I beat Mundine and, you know, you bash an old man. So I'm the villain in the sport and, you know, you can't win. And does that,
0: does the, the possibility of getting beaten, and like you said, maybe it is all over, does that, does that fire you up even more and give you more drive coming into this to really just come out and just show it and make that statement and to show people like, this is like I'm the real deal and this is where I'm at?
1: 100%, you know what I mean? Like, I've got a job to do. And it's like, you know, someone getting up that is a carpenter in the morning, goes, sets up, you know, does their tools and has to build a house. I'm the same. I rock up to the venue and I've got to get that W. And whoever's in front of me, Unfortunately, it's Anthony Mundine this time, but, um, you know, I've got to go out there with bad intentions and, and, and get that win, but, um, you know, there's a lot of haters in the sport, you know, I mean, you can't, no matter what you do, you know, I've given my whole fight purses to charities and, you know, everyone calls you a butt kisser and, you know, you, you say I'm going to knock somebody out and everyone calls you an arrogant, you know, bastard or whatever you want yeah. to call. so, for me, like I said, I love the haters and I feel sorry for the haters because if they knew better, they'd be doing better in life, so, um, that, that kind of drives me too, you know, I mean, I just... I just smile and, and the fact that they take that five minutes out of their day to write something negative on, on my comment means i'm doing something right you know what i mean so
0: 100 do you find you know you mentioned the haters like with social media you're pretty active on there um you know i i tend to i talk about social media a bit i think it's gonna be the best and the worst thing like for me it without instagram in particular like my business wouldn't even be close to where it is right now in saying that if i didn't use it for business i probably wouldn't even use it at all to be honest like there's certain shit on there that's just negativity and stuff. So do you find it helps you grow, I guess, your fan and follower base and also just give people a bit of an inside look as to who you actually are or what goes into the fight? Or or like, what's your, like, why do you use it? What do you think the pros and cons are of of social media coming into a fight?
1: I mean, look, if I wasn't who I was or do what I did, I wouldn't have it. I mean, I feel like it does, you know, ruin a lot of, um, you know, people's careers and, and gives people... You know, power to to give their opinion, and some opinion. it also
0: gives people a very false, um, a bit, almost an illusion as to to what reality is as well. Exactly you know right. I mean? Exactly
1: right. And like I said, you know, people you know aren't as doing as good as you, or you know, they're doing better, or whatever. Everyone, it gives people power to, to put their input in, and mm-hmm. um, some input can you know throw people off. It can yeah. it can help people, but you know, lately I've been getting a lot of neg- negativity because I'm fighting Anthony. Mundane, but again, like I said, it's a job that needs to be done. Everyone's like, Oh, you should afford Tim Zoo, and like oh, I've got the power to do that. So, yeah, I mean, like I try to stay off it as much as possible. And I, I suggest, you know, a lot of athletes, if they aren't strong minded, to stay off it. But for me, like I said, I, I enjoy it, I like reading it because it's, it's good. You see the good and the bad, you know what I mean? And sometimes you see the negativity and you think, Oh, yeah, they've got a good point, you know, I can take yeah. something from that. Yeah, um, but and yeah, like I you said, really I,
0: I, I agree when you say. You know, you feel sorry for the ones that are commenting negative stuff, particularly those who, who don't even know who you are as a person as well. Because, I mean, in the end of the day, they're sitting at home looking at your content with fuck all else better to do apart from make a comment to exactly. try and exactly. hopefully upset someone, someone else, which is not going to affect them in any way possible. Well, that's um, I mean, not, you, not, you're going feel ten, sorry for
1: them. Nine out of ten, I normally look at the people and it always says follow back. So, they're... they're they're not haters they're just undercover fans you know what i mean so for me like (laughs) i said i just i enjoy it it's at the start it was a little bit like oh jesus you know i don't really want to be that guy but um you got to. in this sport you can't have in in boxing you can't have two nice guys you know how can you sell a fight when you've got two guys saying all the best and you know god bless um you know as long as two guys go in there healthy and they come out healthy um that's all you can ask for but you got to sell the fight yeah it's a
0: business people forget you talk about that just quickly there's a couple more things i want to touch on well, I've got you here. So, recently, obviously, um, different different um, sport, but still combat sport. Ma- uh, McGregor loses to, to Poirier before the fight, You know, before his last two fights, to be honest. Completely different man to what he's been previously when he does draw that crowd, when he does come into fights thinking that there's no other option apart from him coming out with the W. Do you think the fact that he's coming into all these fights now, the last two fights, kind of as the nice guy and, and not his usual cocky, arrogant, kind of like selling the fight itself. Do you reckon that's working against him compared to
1: what... 100%. 100%. You know, the business is... He, he was running that business, you know I mean? And now that he's got that personality, it doesn't really suit him and not... It doesn't really turn heads. You know, people tuned in because the fight was on. It wasn't because McGregor was fighting, you know. Back then, it was because they wanted to see McGregor win or lose, but he's, like I said, he's turning heads. Um, and that's what I'm doing, you know? Like, I'm now the, the new mundane, I get called the Maltese Mundine now. So, I mean... <laughs> I'm the most talked about in Australian boxing, you know. My face is running out other the moment, me and Tim Zhu. But, you know, even Tim Zhu, it's because of his old man. You know, take away his last name, and he wouldn't be getting these opportunities. And, you know, I reiterate that all the time. But unfortunately, that's just how you know this sport works here. And um, like I said, I just got to get over this fight, and then uh, hopefully head back overseas and fight the big boys.
0: What do you think? Uh, what are your thoughts on? I don't know if you've put any thought to it or, or seen much of it yourself. But what are your thoughts on guys like? know yeah, YouTube Jake Paul calling out boxes <laughs> and and getting these and like I mean in the end of the day they' they're selling fights because of their follow base from YouTube yep. and and all their social media stuff but I mean yeah what are your thoughts around the whole thing they're getting they're fighting on you know the fact that even the fact that he fought on like a Mike Tyson Roy Jones car is just crazy but Yeah, what are your thoughts on that? I think it's
1: ridiculous. Um, You know, look, it turns heads, but it's just taking the piss out of the sport. You know, it's not like I can call up, you know, Collingwood and say, hey, you know, I'm I'm over boxing this week. Let me, put me in the forward line. (laughs) It doesn't work like that. But these guys, you know, have done with whatever they've done and they transition to boxing and they're getting paid millions to to fight nobodies. So, I mean, look, it is what it is, but if I had the power, there's a lot of fighters that are, you know, coming out there. Lopez, um, you know, there's guys overseas, the big names that are are saying it's ridiculous. Canelo Alvarez is all, you know, Mm. against it. Um, but yeah, like it just takes it just takes the the power and the and the you know the dedication out of the sport. It just looks like anybody can do it, you know. And that's why in Australia.
0: Well, I mean, you know, apart from a cash grab, how ridiculous do you find it that Mayweather's agreed to fight Logan Paul?
1: It's ridiculous. But look, you know, insane. He that, comes
0: out yesterday and says he wants to fight Fifty Cent. And yeah. like, I mean, for me, I, it's like Michael Jordan saying that he's he's going to come out and he wants to fucking. Take the championship down at MSAC it's next like, week. Yeah, like I mean, it's, a, it, it's, it's crazy. Doesn't it doesn't me. <laughs> I mean, the way, the
1: way the world's going, it might actually happen. But yeah, I think it's ridiculous. Look, you know, saying in in saying that Mayweather, you know, has has proven himself in the sport. He's beaten the best. He's dominated it for many years. But you know, that's it. You retire and and you do your own thing now. You know, if you want to make your own promotional, you know promotion and get these guys on there, that's fine, but don't come back after ten years of retirement and say you want to fight, you know, singers and YouTubers and, and you know, other athletes. It's just ridiculous. You know, you got guys that are killing themselves, you know, training two, three times a day like myself. I mean I'm making it, but I mean, you know, I'd like to be earning that cash flow, you know what I mean? So Yeah. 100%. Unfortunately it's um it's disappointing. And you've got guys like Paul Gallon and, you know, Barry Hall and, and you know I mean that just come over and, and get main event on, on Foxtel fighting nobodies and getting paid and turning heads where you know you got actual real fighters not getting those opportunities yeah So it's a bit
0: backwards yeah it's shocking it's shocking 100% well man look leading into, into the Monday fight so what are we now five weeks correct yeah five weeks out um, and you mentioned before so the week of the fight things back off a little bit but I'm assuming the next kind of four weeks is just full steam ahead and come into it in best form
1: yeah 100% yeah we'll pick it up we've really amped things up now we're sparring two three times a week uh, I'm running 50, 60 Ks a week. I'm doing over 100 rounds on the pads and strength and conditioning sessions. And yeah. It's full on, but um, I'm looking forward to that last week of, you know, getting all that work done and just relaxing, getting the weight down. And, um, you know, obviously all the media and stuff will start pumping up too. Mm. And
0: Is that is that tough? Is it a bit of a distraction? Especially when uh, yeah. you're like, you know, I talk a lot on the podcast about with fat loss, like cortisol levels, like your stress levels. And when fuckloads is going on, you're a bit overwhelmed, whatever, and your cortisol is up. It's super difficult to, to lose fat to sleep well to train well is that how much of a distraction is that coming into the fight when you're just trying to focus on those rounds against Mundine? but you've got to do all these interviews and stuff i mean it's good it sells the fight but is it a distraction
1: uh, look you know i like it i'm starting to get the hang of it but um it can get pretty stressful because you've always got to be on you know and mm. i'm not i wasn't really built to be you know on, on radio and, and on all the time so i'm getting the hang of it i'm learning It's a, it's a learning you know process but i'm getting better with it and I just try to time manage everything and um, like I said I enjoy it getting my head out there and, and saying I'm going to knock out Anthony Mundine is pretty fun and like I said five weeks I get to do it but um, I'm getting used to it it's pretty cool
0: Unreal man well where can uh, where so leading into the fight where can everybody like watch that fight where uh, So it's a
1: raffa.tv um, but I'll have links and all that stuff and it'll be on yeah mainstream um, Epicenter it'll be on a few other big um, platforms to watch it on but yeah just jump on
0: Instagram follow Instagram and uh, you'll have all the links up there. Sweet, bro. I'll have all the, um, all the links in the show notes below. So, mate, appreciate you coming in. Um, you've got to head back and, and get some more work done this afternoon. But I appreciate your time, man, and, and good luck for the fight. Um, I'll definitely be tuning in. And Everyone who's listened today, make sure you get around him. Um, give him a follow on Instagram. Follow his, uh, his lead-up to the fight. And uh, most importantly, watch him get that win against Mundine. And, um, yeah, thanks for coming in, man.
1: Uh, thanks, brother. Thanks for having me. Always a pleasure. pleasure.